We say we go ahead and get started. Anthony, what do you think? Let's do it to it. Let's do it to it. I've lost my other tab. And that's okay. Oh, I see what's going on here. Alrighty then. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to yet another episode of the Unframe of Mind show. Where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom. Tonight we'll be discussing the uh, congressional candidate Enrique Tarrio. Actually, we won't be discussing him. He's going to be here and we'll talk about his damn self. And Which his, won't be hard to do. And his congressional run for the 27th District of Florida. And that's going to be uh, pretty much it for tonight. And stay tuned for full business. I think you're going to like tonight's. All right. Alrighty. Welcome back. Welcome back, folks, ladies, gentlemen, boys up, man? and girls. You know, I, I bet I've been kind of looking forward to this one. Been yeah. looking forward to kicking off our live show Wednesdays and whatnot, and uh, and I think it's a good way to kick it off the new year with uh, Enrique Tario. Yeah. So, what do you say we go ahead and bring him on in the show? Yeah, let's bring him I, on. I and... feel like we need him. I don't mean to cut you off. I feel like we really need him for this episode of the We need him. We do need him. We, we do, do need him. We? So, uh, welcome to the show, Enrique. Mi amigo Enrique. What up? How you doing, brother? Pretty good. Thank you for having me on. And um, again, you know, last time I uh, started some uh, issues for you guys, but uh, <laughs> I think this time we're going to be good. Yeah, social and, media wasn't and, kind and to us whatsoever. You know, it only <laughs> took us three months to get our our uh, live streaming abilities back, and yeah. that was uh, November of twenty November twenty seventh. We finally were able to live stream in, on Facebook again. So. I spent about seven <laughs> days in Facebook jail because that of was this, his uh, fault, wasn't it? I completely yeah. forgot. I for, you guys completely are a forgot. bunch of masochists, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you There's know what no other word for it yeah we, we've had too much freedom on facebook let's get kicked again yeah i might as well i'm, I'm going for 30 days this time and so. uh speaking of which if you guys are watching us on facebook live um or youtube we can be kicked at any time uh, there's just a, a, a such a wide range of topics we cover, and sometimes, you know, when you're having uncomfortable conversations without a condom, it's it might be possible that you're going to hit on something that somebody's going to get a little butt hurt about. So that being said, please, if you wouldn't mind, head on over to our Minds page, uh, Unframe of Mind, or our Telegram. We're in any a, a number of spots. You can check us out. You can go to our website and find out all the other places we are. So please, please follow us over there, just in case we do get kicked again, and we can blame Enrique. He's not allowed yeah. there. So you said just in case, just in case, <laughs> that's, that's more like when, more like yeah. when. I think would be. It's just a matter of time. All right, so so let's let's kick this off real quick and just and give people the the lowdown about kind of what you have going on. First of all, as far as your congressional run, uh, give us little details about what that's been like so far, what your plans are. We'll just kind of kick off the conversation from there. So um, I decided to do this thing in November, which is run for Congress. Uh, we were contemplating it for like six months. We're uh, trying to see what seat to run for, what are my chances, and uh, we decided to go with Florida's 27th Congressional District against uh, Hillary Clinton puppet Donna Shalala. Um, now, Donna Shalala ran the Clinton Foundation. I seem to have lost your sound. You hear me? Okay. Testing, testing. You're back. Try there that. You go. Okay, so you said okay. Donna Shalala, and then go on from there. Hillary Clinton puppet Donna Shalala, which ran the Clinton Foundation for uh, quite a bit of time. Um, and it's a very winnable district. Um, I consider myself one of the front runners in the Republican Party. So getting through the primary, I think... Uh, we're going to be in Congress next year, and I think we'll be uh, doing live streams directly from my office in Congress uh, come next January. Nice. Donna Shalala. Yep. Hey. Wow. That's a little That looks like Hillary Clinton's best, best pal since, like, 1910. Yep. I only said 1910 because I happen to be holding my mouse over an image that says it's a 1910 by 1000. <laughs> pixels so really i just i don't pull my numbers out of nowhere you know i get inspiration You're fake from, news man come I'm on fake news yeah it's not really 1910 no. anyway so there's donna shalala there all right so and and you said you ran based on what district you felt like you had a chance at winning in what, what do you feel like your chances are 
Against... I think my chances are very high. I think um, actually the numbers on the district, so Republicans in this district come out to vote a lot in bigger numbers um, during the general elections. So last year she won by four and a half, uh, I'm sorry, six and a half points. And um, the numbers are there. The Republican voters are there. We just have to bring them out. I have a really good uh, street team. I have a very good team that's actually on this live stream right now. Nice. Um, hey, team. And hey, team. There you go. That's Team Tario. Hashtag Team Tario right Hashtag there. Hashtag Team Tario. You heard it, folks. So yeah. share share this uh, share this video out, guys, and use hashtag Team Tario, and uh, we'll get the word out. We'll spread it out far and wide as we can. So I've got to ask kind of the elephant in the room um, with this question. Are with you, you being, a racist? Yes, well, that too. But with being the, uh, the chairman <laughs> of the Proud Boys, do you think this might hinder your ability to get elected into office? Or what do you think the overall sense from the public might... Might, are they going to accept it, or do you think there might be some pushback on it? Regardless of the fact, I'm running as myself. Okay. I've always said that. I wasn't yeah. going to run to change. I wasn't going to step down. I had a couple of people, establishment um, people that wanted to be part of my team, and they're like, oh, well, if you drop out of the Proud Boys, you might have a better chance. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Good. You know, I'm going to run, run as myself. If I lose, you know what? It's my fault. Yeah. It's my fault I didn't reach enough voters or whatnot. But I do not think um, – I know that the Proud Boys isn't going to hinder me. If anything, it helps. Um, the conservative base is strong down here. Um, the anti-communist rhetoric coming from people that are really passionate, um, coming from a family that's Cuban and all the Cuban families that are down here, you know, the Proud Boys, I think, is something that'll help. Um, it's just informing those voters on who we are. Uh, the more people I get in front of, the more voters I get. Uh, I went to an event today, and as soon as people saw who I was, they're like, listen, you don't got to pitch to me anymore. I'm voting for you. Um, That's cool. I, nice. think, <laughs> That's I cool. think it's That's important. Cool. You know, you can't just run. Like, like, what am I going to do? I drop out from being a proud boy, and it's still going to be like something that's going to be in, in the shadows. You know, they're still going to bring it up. It doesn't matter. I love my guys, um, every single one of them. They're, the Proud Boys is an amazing organization of great sorry to interrupt, uh, but, men. Sorry to interrupt, but that, that kind of does make sense. If you do drop out, that you know, if you stay, they can just say, well, he's currently a member of a racist organization, and he's you know out here trying to you know be, run for Congress. Uh, but if you drop out, then they could say, well, he was a member of a racist organization. And not only that, now he he uh, he steps off and, and tries to distance himself from his friends. And he's he's that kind of guy that's not going to remain loyal. Yep. It's like so many ways that it can be spun regardless of what you do. Yep. So like, I, I think I like your approach as far as just being you. And, and, and it's it's yeah. it's neat because I hear a lot a lot of. Um, candidates that get on different podcasts and things and they talk to you know they, they say they don't talk to the host in these long-form conversations and though those are the ones that i tend to relate with most because they are being them whether i agree with them or not and i think that's a good i think what i'm saying is it's a good approach as far as i can tell because of the nature of the social media and the way things are going you know in today's political atmosphere so i mean kudos keep it up you know i i really do <laughs> Hope the absolute best for you. That would be freaking awesome if we could, you know, say, "Hey, we uh, we got we got that dude. Uh, <laughs> he was on our he was on our show, and now he's now he's in Congress, and we got like ties to the congressional purse and shit. You know, yeah. you know, because um, we're because we're definitely going to exploit you for every penny we can. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but you guys, you guys, like I tell everybody that comes by, you know, um, a lot of people don't know this, but the office of the House Representatives, you know, it's open door policy. So I tell everybody, you know, if I'm there and you know that I'm there, come by, say hi, talk to me. Um, just like I say, I tell my constituents the same thing. Come by. I mean, that's my job to listen to the constituents, right? Yeah. Right. You know, even though sometimes I might, I might not agree with them. As long as it's something that I feel like is, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy set on the Constitution. Like I'm not. I, I, I said this. I'm going to run on zero compromises uh, on our Constitution. You know, but if I do listen to somebody and I, I do hear enough of it, that's something that I'm going to question. That's something that I'm going to bring up because obviously my constituents come first. That's that's your job. Your your job is to be uh, a voice for the people, uh, not just a voice for the people like we a lot of um, people that are 
sitting in Congress right now, they forget, like Nancy Pelosi today said that, uh, I, I forgot the, the terminology she used, but she, she said it like, the people are her children. That's not how that works. Whoa, that's... <laughs> we work, we work mm. for, for them. We work for the people. So a lot of people forget about that. We're, we're supposed to be really essentially like slaves to, to, yeah, I, I, to these people. I mean, that's an aggressive word to use, yeah. but that's exactly what you are. You're a slave to your constituents. You know, you're supposed to represent them. It's, it's, you're a servant. You're a public servant. And that gets forgotten um, with this elitist mentality that a lot of people in Congress and, and, unfortunately in politics have that they think that they're better than you i don't think that i'm better than a lot of people i know who i am better than right and it's not it's not people it's people that think that they're better than me that tells me i am better than you because of that well we've got the we've got the where and we've got the when and we've got the how but I'm, i'm curious about the why 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 are you running what's what's what do you what do you plan on doing with your position of power should you end up winning um, free pizza for everybody. You oh know? shit! Yeah. Oh, you sound like a socialist more and more every day. <laughs> well, I do have one socialist program that I'm going to do, and it's give everybody a gun. But um, give everybody no, a I'm gun. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> God, I hope so. Yeah. Um. So uh, I, first, I could. I'm foremost, sorry. I'm sorry. Ahead. Just more on that. I could just see like like Republican heads spinning like a government program that gives people guns. But and don't forget also, pizza. Pizza and guns. I mean, <laughs> who like want that? Can't beat that? They're like, no. on the one hand, I, re- I really, really would like to have a gun. <laughs> on the other hand, we don't need another government program for fuck's okay. sake. <laughs> well, let's say we cut off all the other ones. Would you be like, oh, well, it's not that much, that bad. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. if, if, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, on a serious note, the reason why I'm running is uh first off i wouldn't run if i thought i couldn't win you know that's called a protest candidacy and and we have enough of those uh one funny one is is great is uh vermin supreme you know that's supposed to be a protest candidacy and he's actually i think he he won the new hampshire uh primary or something like that but i wouldn't run if i didn't think i can win um this seat is not a heavy blue seat it's actually considered a d plus four seat um and two I think I'm the best person for the job. You know, I think, um, and I know I'm speaking with a bias here, I think I am the scariest thing to Democrats in Congress right now. Running right now, there's nobody that Democrats fear more with a congressional seat than me. Um, Because I will steamroll them in Congress. We need energy. We need electricity. we We need to stop getting people that just go in there to check a box we need people that are actually like like why are names like matt gates and jim jordan so popular you know everybody they do the same job as everybody else they come in they check a box it's the fact that they're outspoken we need more outspoken people in the conservative movement in in the republican party um you know democrats have it Democrats have an arsenal of new oh, fire yeah, that's transforming the party. Transforming you know? hell, it's dividing it. Yeah, I mean, I I think I heard a what was his, was his name Tim Pool the other day said quite. I think he made a pretty good case that we now have pretty much have three parties, and that's that's the uh, the Republicans, the Democrats, and the Progressives now. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun. To, it's I, fun I, to watch, but yeah, I I see what you're saying. We almost like uh, when you know a few years back we had the Tea Party movement. You know, a bunch of people that were getting there, new blood, you know, had some great ideas, were willing to fight for it. And what happened to that? You know, I like the idea that what you're saying, but, you know, we've seen that happen before. So what? I mean, what now? Well, we're seeing another thing that we're seeing with the Democrats is um, this new energy, this new spark that that's in the Democratic Party, which which tends to lean towards socialism. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scary word or whatever. But it's true. Um, they're puppeteering Nancy Pelosi. No, you know? I mean, we, I wouldn't even say lean towards socialism. It's straight up. Yeah, is, no, no, I mean, they're open you got about Bernie it. Sanders straight up running as a Democratic socialist. Yeah, I mean, he's that's, pretty open about that's, that. That's that's not basically socialism. That's that's is socialism. Yeah, he, and he's top keck in the Democrat in the presidential primary. Oh, is he? Is he? He's, yeah, yeah. He's 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 actually has. Uh, if I were to say somebody that would probably take the the nomination for the Democrats, it'd probably be. 
Bernie or Warren. You know, yeah, at this we'll, point, we'll I don't see. know if Biden we'll is, is going to win this. I was sure Biden was going to win, but I think it's going to be Warren or Bernie. Especially um, after what happened with Project Veritas releasing that new footage from uh, Bernie Sanders' campaign. So I, I don't yeah. know how that's going to play out, but I think... Uh, it, it's energetic to their base. It, it, you know, it's going to be As bad as it is for us, they're, they're, they're taking it in. They're accepting it. They're like, oh, well, James O'Keefe is being uh, James O'Keefe. Uh, fake news or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I saw a whole bunch of tweets call him fake news or whatever. But okay. Um, okay. we're seeing we're seeing people like the squad, AOC, Ilhan Omar. We're seeing them puppeteer uh, Nancy Pelosi. A couple months ago, Nancy Pelosi didn't want to bring up the impeachment thing. She knew that a partisan impeachment was going to be a huge divider. And here we go. They push her to uh, to go ahead and start this sham of a, an impeachment process um but that's why i want to run and that's why I, i'm running to win i'm running because i'm the best person for the job um in my primaries i am the best contender to take on shalala right we have somebody that's an establishment shill right that ran last year and lost right she's running again she thinks she's gonna win um and then we have a wife beater right that's running like a wife beater. This isn't a tinfoil hat conspiracy. Oh, you, you don't mean like a little, you know, skinny white shirt yeah. with no sleeves. So he's going to start selling those shirts on my website with his name on it. Because uh, it's uh, ridiculous. Put on frame of mind. Any Republican would run somebody like that uh, in the primary. So I think I am the best for the job. Um, I am the most conservative in that in that primary. Right. And I believe I have the energy to beat Shalala in the general. Well, let's see what kind of points you're running on. I, I know you, you mentioned before in the pre-show interview that you had some uh, points that you wanted to run by us and see if we could find some area of disagreement or agreement or what have you. So let's let's, I mean, see, let's see what you uh, got. Lay it on us. You know, I really doubt that you guys are going to disagree with me on, on some of these things. I know that you guys um, – uh, Daniel, I think you're more you lean more towards libertarian views, right? I, am I miss, I, am I I miss correct Lee. I miss Lee. Uh, Lee used to be on the show, and he's very good at playing devil's advocate. Maybe I can step in. No, I'm just um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I wouldn't say libertarian. I'm I'm pretty much anarchist. Yeah. Okay. So Atheist, um, yeah. some of these views, and Which I'll bring sounds, them up. I'm gonna. I, I got like a little bullet <laughs> point thing so I could um, tell you guys, but. Um, here we go. It, it is kind of it is kind of funny though when I say I'm an anarchist and an atheist. It's like it sounds kind of lefty, which it's funny because those terms only tell you what I don't believe. It tells you nothing about what I do believe. So mm -hmm. people can just kind of assume, and I think it's funny because people start assuming that I'm a lefty, and then yeah. engage with me as such. Well, <laughs> when I, we had talked last night, he he mentioned something about going to Mexico and speaking out there. Did you want to maybe run that by Daniel to kind of get his oh. thoughts on that? So. Um, I uh, I got invited to this event that I had knew nothing about. It's called uh, excuse me for mispronouncing this, but it's called like Anarcho Pulco Anarcho or whatever. Yeah, I'd love to and, go to that. Uh, yeah, and somebody's really like, yeah, hey, I want you as a mm -hmm. keynote speaker, you know, at one of the crypto uh, when we're when we're going to talk about crypto. And I told the first thing I told her is like, I'm very limited on what. Um, what I know about crypto, I know what I don't want the government to do. So she's she's uh, she wanted me to speak at it. So I started researching it and stuff like that, and like um, started looking at some of the the artwork and stuff. And I'm like, ah, this might not be the event for me, you know. Mm -hmm. um, even though I pretty much stand with her on the same views that she has with government involved in crypto, uh, but then I, I I I spoke to Tony and. Uh, Tony's like, hey, um, do you know that uh, the cartel, like, uh, was it was it that they hurt him or something like no, that? No, the, the Lily uh, Foster video Yo, or the uh, interview yeah. that we did with her, um, John was actually murdered outside of the front of their home. Um, just you've got to go back and watch that interview that we had with her. That was, you know, everything from the cartel to murder to cryptocurrency to living off grid. Um, they fled the U.S. Um, to avoid prison time. Um, it, it is it's a, a hell of a story. Lily Forrester. Yeah, yeah I, can, um, I can shoot you the link or he can either but one. But they but they you know. attended this event and 
you know, they met some incredible people, but during that process, there was a price ultimately paid for them being a part of that, you know, that lifestyle. And, um, John was murdered just out, you know, in front of their home. And, and, uh, there's actually a video online where she, you know, recorded herself, uh, pleading to her friends for help. Um, she wasn't shot, but then another friend of theirs was, and he recorded himself and he had been shot three times. So it's just, you know, that area of Mexico was one of the highest, you know, as far as uh, crime and murder um, for Mexico. And, yeah, so you might be better off just staying put or at well, home for a little while. After our conversation <laughs> yesterday, I did a little bit of digging, like, yeah. uh, like just, just looking up stuff. And I'm like, I called her and I'm, I gave her a hard no, you know. I'm yeah. like, I'm running for Congress in the United States. What the hell am I going to do in Mexico? Mm. Two, what am I going to do at this event? And three, I'm a congressional candidate in Mexico. No. The next thing is my campaign manager would probably get on your show and be asking for donations to pay for my ransom. <laughs> you know, uh, say we didn't hard, warn you. No, I'm like, no, listen, I, I love crypto, but let's do something here in Miami, something yeah. that that we can uh, work with. And um you know, my policy is simple on crypto, even though, again, I'm going to tell if I don't know about something, I'm going to tell you straight up. Hey, I don't know enough about mm -hmm. it. Crypto, I don't know enough about it to talk about crypto, but I do know that I want the government's hands completely away from it. Mm -hmm. No regulation, no taxation on crypto. Um, and that's my position. I'm going to be informing myself a little bit more this week. Um Tony said that, Daniel, you're another person that I should talk to about crypto. I'd love to talk to you. Um, yes, sir. I'm going to actually have a meeting um, with some some local dudes. We actually have a crypto event here this week. So there's some great minds that I'm going to be talking to uh, to establish kind of like a policy on what, what my stance on crypto is. So to kind of hit on some of these topics is civil rights and First Amendment rights, which you guys have been a victim of yourself. Um, me as a congressional candidate i am not allowed to have a twitter account i'm not allowed to have a facebook account i am not allowed to have any social media whatsoever yeah um, i asked you wait, about wait, twitter wait. last night because i had sent you the screenshot and i asked you did you retweet this and you were like nope <laughs> and you no. told me it was antifa and i'm like oh okay well that explains it <laughs> yeah you're, so you're not... I, I opened a campaign twitter account and uh, antifa opened up a parody uh they didn't label it as a parody but um, they opened a parody account just about the same time that I opened mines. And um, they went ahead and they're posting all this racist stuff under like Donald Trump tweets, Matt Gates tweets. Um, and like a week after having my campaign account, they shut it down. Twitter shut it down. So when you, when you said uh, you, they, you're not allowed to have these accounts, you don't mean that as a congressional uh runner you're not like you're not you're not forbidden by the government to not have an account you're forbidden by twitter and you're forbidden I'm by forbidden facebook by twitter and i'm forbidden by facebook and, and to the have companies. a congressional account now um i'm kind of torn on that right because i don't want to regulate a, a a business private business right, right. right. yeah yeah that's but where i would the, stand on that there's two things about that that you have to understand so you have to understand that it is a powerful tool. It's kind of circumventing the government, kind of circumventing our constitution because, you know, we live in a digital age. You know, how do we, how do you get your podcast out? You used, uh, use your platform. It's, it's a new public square. Right. So I'm being very careful when I say we need to regulate these, these companies. And I don't like using the word regulate, but something's got to give. Well, because and, and quite honestly, media, we already have regulation for that. Um, be, I, I can't remember the exact name of the regulation right off the top of my head, but it's the one that basically says that these uh, media companies can either be a platform or a publisher and, you know, they're treated differently in the eyes of the law if they're trying to be one or the other. Straight up, they're not caring about that. Right. That's so the so they're, they're, not, they really don't care about any of that. Um, what I'm saying is it's not so much that publisher. they're – Yeah, it's, it's, what I'm saying it's not so much that they're um, – that they're, they need we need more laws or more regulations or whatever word you want to use for it because we already have them and they're already being ignored. What What's more of them going to do? You know, it's kind of like the same argument about if we make laws for criminals, you know, or laws that say you can't carry a gun – criminals are going to ignore it but the good law-abiding citizens are going to follow it you know so it does, the laws don't know to do no good in those cases now i'm going to give you the prime example so if i wanted to run for congress back in like 
the 90s, right? I'd need 3 million bucks because I needed to run non-targeted TV ads. I could target like a zip code, but I can't target anything. So social media has become a powerful tool for elections. Absolutely. Uh, I can I can hit a demographic by being male, female, uh, their culture, if they're a dog owner, Median uh, if, income. if they like pizza, if I wanted to run ads on free pizza, <laughs> yeah. I can target these people. Pizza, free pizza, right? pizza People who so, like pizza and crypto. Yeah, guns. Uh, in Florida. Perfect example of this is the, the Cambridge Analytica mm-hmm. thing that happened last year where they used uh, Facebook has 5,000 points of data on each one of its users, right? And they can use those 5,000 points of data, and that's minimum. Some people, they have a lot more points right. of data, but mm-hmm. um, they could use that to target ads. Um so what does that tell you? It's a very powerful tool to reach out to voters. So if a, if a socialist that you don't agree with wanted to run and wanted to go ahead and trample on our constitution, they can use that platform in order to gain those votes, right? Um, I have to knock on doors in order to get those same votes. Um, well, I also think with you being a platform, using our podcast is another source for you to be able to reach the public. And that's why we've always told people that have been deplatformed, if you want to come on here, we have no problem getting your message out. You know, I mean, although we know the risk that it takes because we have been censored before after having you on, we're still taking that risk. We're always going to take that risk because we believe you still have a right to reach the public and the masses by, you know, by doing what you're doing. And we don't necessarily agree with, you know, the social media companies for, for them censoring you. So, you know, we do kind of put ourselves out there to say, hey, you know what, because of this, come on the show. You know, we want you to be able to get your message out there. So it's, it's there's loopholes and there's ways around it, you know, and it's yes. just yeah, there's, there's loopholes and there's ways around it, but it, the thing is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, it's it's awesome, uh, and I this is this is probably where we disagree on some things, right? Because I believe that social media is the new public square, mm-hmm. and I believe that they should be abiding by our First Amendment, uh, by our First Amendment period. Right. Um. I don't know how we're going to implement this, but I know that if we don't fix this problem soon, we're going to have a huge issue in the following uh, two or three elections. We're going to see this really ramp up where you're going to be able to run for you're not going to be able to run if if you have slightly right wing views, you're not going to be able to run and win in in a congressional district because it can target people. And voters like no other like no other means of, of communication. Mm-hmm. It's not mail outs. It's not uh, it's not ads. It's targeted ads. Right. You know this right. is this is a very this is very very dangerous. I mean, it was so dangerous for the Democrats to say, "Hey, the Russians were meddling in elections," and all they did was buy like twenty five thousand dollars worth of like Facebook ads or something like that. This is real. Like corporations, check this out. Corporations are influencing elections, essentially, right? This is what they're doing. Right. So, the 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 separation between corporations, because we don't we don't have that now, anyways. But this is this is actually mending them a little bit more together, where government and corporations are now working in cahoots to meddle in our elections and meddle in our democratic process. And I think something's got to be done. Yeah. I would be Uh, a huge, huge fan if we had anything that looked like separation of uh, church and state in the form of separation of economy and state, that would be the most incredible move we could possibly, but it's such a strong uh, source of power for government that, you know, (laughs) there's no way that's ever going to happen. There's just no way, you know, you you don't, you don't, uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, Bite the hand that feeds you, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I agree, a hundred percent. I'm going to move on to something else that you guys might agree with is uh, justice reform, right? Um, our criminal justice system is, is screwed. You know, uh, it's been that we way got for a long time. Um, That's an understatement. Yeah, we're we're locking people up for victimless crimes. We're locking people up for smoking trees. We're locking people up uh, that have a drug problem. You know, uh, probably an addiction problem. We're locking them up. We're not making it any better. We're cost. It's costing the taxpayer billions of dollars to to house these people, mm-hmm. and for what? 
You know, when they come out, they go ahead and, and what's uh, they're part of the system. They're going to go back to jail. They're going to go back to prison. Um, we're not helping these people out. There's no there's no it's all for profit. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like I know it's all for I have profit. a number. Of... I feel like, you know, this isn't conservatism. Yeah, I have a number of friends that are going through similar situations where they got put in jail for a small charge and now they've been on probation for two years and then they, they uh, end up violating probation over some ridiculous rule. or so they, they Like a the, month before they got to get out of probation. Uh, absolutely. That's <laughs> yeah. the worst of it is is it always seems to be like the, the two weeks or a month before they're about to get off probation, they suddenly can find something to – because they, they put all these restrictions on you. Like, for example, um, there, there was – I'm trying, I'm trying not to give away names here. Anyway, they're told you can't uh, possess a firearm. You can't be in possession of alcohol. You can't, you know, you can't have these things in your home, which ends up by default being a a violation of Second Amendment rights on the part of anybody else who happens to live in that home. And it's like there's, it's not just affecting that one person. It's also affecting the other people around them. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, and and like, and like you said, it's all about profit. And every single thing that we go through ends up being another charge, another, you know, reason why we had to pay a court cost. Uh, oh, well, you know, we had to postpone your court date, but you're going to go ahead and have to pay those court costs for today and the next one. Oh, we're, we're going to postpone it again. You're going to have to pay those court costs as well, even though we didn't see you. It, it's like no matter what you do, these people cannot seem to get out of the system. So I, I 100%, 1,000% agree with you that we, we need criminal justice reform. And I think the president has taken amazing steps to to kind of to kind of ease the burden. I mean, again, a lot of people like blame him for a lot of stuff, um, but he's done an excellent job. Um, and I think Congress needs to step up and do a better job when it comes to our justice uh, our justice system. He's one person, you mm-hmm. know, and and obviously the separation of powers between the Supreme Court, the executive branch, and Congress are are. Are a thing. It's a real thing. We're seeing it right now with this impeachment process, where the House is fighting the Senate. Um, so yeah. he's just one person. We need we need all these branches. We need the Supreme Court and the Congress to get with the program, and we need to start. That's why I want to. That's why I'm going to win. I'm going to win because we need these changes, and people are seeing that. People are waking up. Um, another thing that is is easy for me to say is um, our Second Amendment. Right. Um, I'm I think that shall not be infringed part of the Constitution should be taken quite literally. We're seeing it with VA. I'm going to be in Virginia, um, you know, standing against tyranny, this tyranny of uh, the Virginia government with these Virginians uh, on Monday. Yeah. What's going, uh, what's going on this, with that? I have, are you I've, kind of surprised by what's going on up there right now? Well, uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, I'm sure I'm sure I'm not the only one in our audience that <laughs> isn't familiar with the, the subject. But um, I, I've I've heard some whispers of it, but I haven't actually had time to sit down and dig into it. Can you give us like a, a brief kind of update on what is going on down there and, and what's what's uh, what's been happening? Well, Governor Blackface uh, is Sorry. infringing on the Virginians' rights to to carry, um, and that includes their, uh, not just the governor, their senate, and their house. They won this election; they got power. You know, Lindsey Graham said this. I hope, boy, I hope you guys don't get power. You know, and that's what happened in Virginia. They they're right now they're being overzealous. They're like, okay, we're going to pass all these anti uh, gun reforms. We got to protect the people, and here we go. Ninety uh, percent of the counties in Virginia ha- have become sanctuary Second Amendment city uh, counties, yeah. and um, the people are fed up. And on the twentieth, they're going to go and they're going to march on the Capitol. Uh, the Virginian the Virginian government is scared shitless as they uh, should be you know and and they just passed they actually just a couple hours ago he signed it uh where there's no firearms allowed on on the capitol um and i don't know how well that's going to work out for them i mean no uh fire alarms I, they're allowed putting like metal detectors and everybody's already coming open carry so i think uh my prediction is the party's not going to be at the capitol I don't think any of these guys are going to go into the Capitol. I think the party is going to be right outside the Capitol because mm-hmm. if the state police doesn't uh, go ahead and uh, and they actually enforce this, I think people are going to stand outside, and this is going to turn into a, a crap show. It could um, it could turn ugly very quickly. Good it lord, it could turn ugly really quickly. I mean, <laughs> we're seeing some of these most of these sanctuary cities. Um, <sighs> actually, the sheriffs are actually coming to this event on the twentieth. 
Um, so we're going to have a lot of police uh, presence. Um, I know a lot of people are, aren't thin blue line people, but you know, if there was ever a time to be thin blue line, uh, I think now's the time. I mean, we're, we're seeing, you know, these, these counties that became sanctuary cities, they're becoming sanctuary cities because of the sheriffs. You know, there is there is bad cops, dude. Yeah, and, like and they're becoming people. and they're becoming but, sanctuary cities but, because of the model that's been laid out for us in as far as the illegal immigration sanctuary cities. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so it's like it's, well, it's funny. If, if you can have sanctuary cities, so can we. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm usually critical on on like if 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 a police officer does something wrong, I'm really critical on it. Um, but in this case, I I do applaud them. You know. They were one of the first ones to go ahead and, and, and take that charge, you know, well, but so uh, let me ask we're seeing state police there oh, wants okay. to go ahead and infringe on these people's rights. So we have good cops, bad cops. It's not about cops. It's about bad people. Bad people. Good period. People, right. right, right. right. And, so, um, and the people of Virginia are fed up, dude. And and I think that they're going to continue to do this until he either steps down. Or they abandon these laws. And I, I encourage the people of Virginia to have these events every weekend mm-hmm. until this gets solved. Yeah. You know, there should be no compromise on our Second Amendment rights. Take and let me example, tell you where I stand on that. example of those yellow vest protests that are going on in France. That would be a great example to pull from. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, think, um, I think there's 22,000 gun laws in this country, right? How many more is going to keep people safe? Um, I say we start chiseling away at those 22,000 gun laws. I'd go as far as to go on the offensive and do away with the NFA. Hmm. I'd go that far and go ahead and do away with the NFA because you got to take an offensive position. We're taking these defensive positions where we're banning bump stocks. Um, what's next? You know, what if, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a Democratic president come 2024. I hope not, but I think statistically we'll have a Democratic president that's going to use this ban on bump stocks and it's going to be like, okay, what's next? Binary triggers, high capacity magazines. Um, it's going to be used as a stepping stone for everything else. So what do we got to do? We got to go on the offensive. We got to make them go, oh, no, no, no. We got to keep the NFA. We got to get Democrats to be, think that the NFA is a good thing. Right, so what do we right. do? We, we start legislation to go ahead and do away with the NFA. I want to be able to walk into Walmart and I want to be able to buy a fully automatic weapon. So you made the announcement um, that you were going to be headed up there on the 20th. And yes, it looked like uh, the media kind of got wind of that. How has the uh, the left responded to your announcement about going up there to Virginia? <laughs> so, well, left wing, I put sorry, a post before, on my page. Before you, answer, before you answer, Rebecca from Facebook says, uh, he just said, dude, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I cuss like a sailor. I'm actually being very congressional right now. Yes, yes, uh-huh. you are. Yes, you <laughs> so, are. Rebecca, yeah. Rebecca, uh, you should have been here. Ship, I dropped an F-bomb every like two minutes, but, you know, it's time. In order to reach out to voters, I do think that, you know, you got to you gotta have language that people understand. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll drop, hey, listen, if, if I'm on that bench and I think an F-bomb is what we need uh, to drop in Congress, I will drop that F-bomb. Um, you obviously wouldn't be the first person that, that would do it. So. <laughs> no, I, would, I definitely wouldn't be the first person that would do it. I mean. Back in the day, congressmen used to like throw their spittoons at each other, you know. Um, so, and so, I think the people win when that happens. I think the people are the ones that win. Yeah. So um, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you about your uh, twenty twenty. I'm sorry about the media getting a hold of uh, the information that you're heading down to Virginia. Yeah, I made a post. Because it was funny. It had nothing to do with me, I'm pretty sure. But uh, I went ahead and I made this post. I'm like, hey, I'm going to go on the, to Richmond on the 20th. And like an hour later, I get a, a Huffington Post alert. Like, hey, uh, the, the, the governor uh, banned weapons from the Capitol because right-wing extremists and militia groups are going to go. <laughs> uh, again, that wasn't because of me, but left-wing Twitter is is throwing a hissy fit because I said that I'm going to Virginia. Uh, they are going absolutely apeshit. Is it, is it not irony that, you know, you're supposed to have these Second Amendment rights to so you can defend yourself against the government, and then the government's going to say, hey, we're scared of you, probably don't bring your guns. <laughs> I'd be scared, too, if I were them. If I was a progressive... And I worked in the Virginian capital. Uh, I'd be scared. You know, I'd be scared because this, you really pissed off a lot of people. This is going to be yeah. a big event. I mean, hopefully, uh, and I pray that this is going to be a, a, a peaceful event. Um, but 
I just don't see how they're going to continuously infringe on Americans' Second Amendment rights and for it not to get ugly. You know, it might. I don't think it's going to get ugly on the twentieth. But if this continues, I think something ugly is going to happen. Well, with that and being, I just pray it doesn't. With that being I, said, I mean, now that obviously you've made it public that you're going up there on the twentieth, oh. do you think that Antifa's presence might be uh, evident up there during this whole situation? Sure, they're going to come out. Um, yeah. You know, which is insane. They come out. Uh, they come out and they champion when people get banned on social media. Uh, they, which is like them rooting uh, for corporate interests. Mm-hmm. You know, well, the reason uh, why I ask, and I, they, I, I tell them all the time, you're supposed to lick the boot, not swallow the whole thing. Boot <laughs> <laughs> in this case is is corporate America, well, um, I've which. Had a- they're supposed to be against. So I've had a couple of people ask me this question once I told them that you were going to be on the show, and it seems to be the number one question that comes up. If elected, how would you handle Antifa in your district if it became a problem? Um, okay, so that's a, even for me that I've been uh, – they've thrown – IEDs, what essentially is an IED, I don't want to make it seem like it's an actual IED, but I did have shrapnel in my arm and leg. I've been spit on, they've thrown feces, they've thrown urine. Um, Even somebody with as much bias as me, I tread very carefully when I say that we should label them a domestic terrorist group, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, that could be turned around and used against anybody, you know? Um, But something has to be done. Um, if, If... if they're labeled as a, a domestic terrorist group, I think that there should be like a clear line of what these charges are. And and obviously, um, I don't want to violate anybody's Fourth Amendment rights. Um, and I want um, their Sixth Amendment right, also, obviously. Like if they're, they're part of this group and they're either – they commit an act of violence, there should be an enhancement. Right, that puts them away for a longer time. Well, the reason why because I asked that it's an organized, it's organized crime. Well, the, you know? one of the reasons why I asked that we saw what happened with the New York Nine, and clearly that was very biased in the way all that that whole situation went down. So I was kind of wondering if something like that happened in your district, how you would have handled it, um, just based off the conversations with other people I've had as far as if you got elected and how you would deal with Antifa. So, um, so. So as obviously I represent my district, but also a congressman is supposed to represent the nation, mm-hmm. right? Right. You, you obviously represent your constituents, but you need to establish law, right? You need to legislate things that would be good for the country, not just for your district. Right. You know, you fight for your district, but you can't legislate against, um, for one, the Constitution. I'm going to keep saying that because I'm a freaking constitutionalist, but um, – you have to be really careful in the way that you word these things. I'm guessing like an enhancement um, and label them a domestic terrorist. And if they do commit an act of violence, political violence against somebody because of their political views, I believe your, I, I believe your political views should be a protected class. You know, you shouldn't go. I, uh, right wingers shouldn't go attack people just because they're Democrats. You get me? It yeah, has to be yeah. even. But, you know. Right-wingers aren't an issue in this country right now. It's a mental health issue. It's a family issue. Um, You know, uh, I go back to this mass shootings, and I always ask this question uh, specifically to progressives. Um, You know, what do the last 28 mass shootings have in common? You know, and they're like, oh, the gun. Okay, was it how they attained the gun or the gun? uh, Yeah, how they attained it. They attained it. You know, they, they didn't have a a a criminal background but they have mental health issues no that wasn't that's not the issues actually 25 out of 28 of the last mass uh shooters uh come from a fatherless home right Mm -hmm. that's not something you can legislate that's something that's cultural that's an issue that's cultural oh no i disagree with you there it's been legislated that's why we have a bunch of fatherless homes it's called the women it's called the it's called the the, uh the single mother state or the welfare state Yes, that's why well, we have yeah, a bunch no, of fatherless I agree with you 100. percent But I'm saying like, it's a cultural issue where, you know, it's cool to like just leave a, a mother, uh, and and forget about your kids. Mm. You know, there's no father figure. There's another. Here's another statistic that uh, I think it's like 80 percent of teachers are female. There's a there's a gender gap. 
thing going on within our education system. So if they're raised by a single mother, then they go to school and they're, the person that's teaching them is a woman, there's no fatherly figure in that home. Or they're going to daycare during the years in between and they're usually More tends women. to be women. Yeah. And, and that's nothing against women because I think no. you know being a single mother is probably one of the most difficult things that there is to do. You know, there is no father figure. You're there to fend for yourself. You try to find a boyfriend, and the guy's probably not like the best person, role model for your for your kid. It's very difficult. It's a very well, difficult situation. Hey, but fatherless homes is a problem, yeah. so we need to address those problems. I, I mean, sometimes, you know, maybe it's your duty or your role in this society to act as an example to others about what not to do. So, yeah. you know, I know a lot of people tend to venerate the single mother and just hold them hold them up on a pedestal. I, I tend to look at them and go, hey, you've made some shitty choices and now you're living with those choices and since the government is willing to step in and support you and help you out all you know nobody's going to learn the lesson that you have to teach so the, pro- the process is just going to continue on and on and on until that's been corrected yeah no i agree with you um to touch on another subject since we're hitting like i, I guess my campaign points is education so the democrats are playing um the socialists are socialists are playing a long game right they knew that if they crept their way into academia, um, they would change. Like the youth are the future. You know, we saw this with a lot of um, a lot of dictators in the past, where they know that the youth is is the key to the future, and they played that game in back in the '70s and '80s, and they started getting into academia. Um, our education system is here. I'm going to drop an f bomb. Um, our education system is fucked. Right. It needs to be fixed. Uh, We're indoctrinating these kids with things with useless crap that they're never going to use in their life Um, on an outdated model that definitely doesn't have anything to do with our current modern day technology. I don't want to remove these things that I'm about to say trigonometry, advanced algebra. uh, Let's just start with those two. So I don't want to remove these 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 things out of the curriculum. But I do want to add things. I want to add like how to fill out your tax form, you know, what each line is, how to start a business locally, you know, how to be a tradesman, um, how to change a tire. You know, during those 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 years, you should be learning things that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And I think something that's really important is learning how to do your own taxes at the end of the now, year. I got something to say about that for sure. Um, first of all, a lot of those things you just listed sound like the perfect things that a father should be able to teach a kid. Exactly. Yes, sir. Ta-da, 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 ta-da. But um, there was a very good analogy that I heard years ago about public schools and um, – to. to uh, Basically, it went something like this. For the public schools to teach you uh, how bad government is or all the bad things that government has done is a lot like asking the Coca-Cola company to show you on paper why and how their product causes cancer and then run on that. Like, you're never going to get the schools to teach you how to do taxes because then you get to see what taxes even are, how they operate, why are they so complicated? Where do these come from? Oh, wait, these taxes pay for the school that's teaching me this bullshit? Oh, okay. Kids are smart. They'll make that connection, and we don't want any of that connection to be made. Yeah, you're keeping people stupid. You're right. keeping people yeah. stupid so they could be like um, – and I said this on your on the last show. This country was founded on the principle that the British wanted to tax us 3% on a breakfast beverage. Right. I, I always use that analogy because it's the best thing possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was actually talking with my team today because we're going to make like a little infographic on how much taxes you actually pay um, here in Florida. Uh, gas is at about like two something a gallon, too high a gallon. And um, you pay over a dollar in taxes between federal, state and local taxes right. uh, per gallon. Right. Cigarettes. Same thing. You're paying more for cigarettes. Uh, The government's making more money off cigarettes than these tobacco companies um, or the gas station that's selling them. Mm -hmm. Um, When people actually see that their income is being taxed higher uh, than 50 percent, because if you include property taxes, state taxes, sales tax, all of that, at the end of the year, you're left with half of your uh, freaking paycheck. 
So if we're not educating these people, then they're just going to live life thinking, oh, you know what we should tax? Uh, the Democrats will be like, oh, uh, uh, you know what? I'm not going to just hit the Democrats here. I'll hit the Republicans too. Hey, you know what we should tax? We should tax this thing. Right. And you're like emotionally, you know, they pull at your heartstrings. Oh, the homeless population. Oh, um, Section 8 housing. Uh, I care. I, I, I'm like, I care about these people that are on the streets, but just giving them handouts isn't going to help them. Like, mm -hmm. there has to be some type of program or something. And we'll talk about that later. But, you know, they're telling you a congressman runs on more legislation. You know, there's no congressman that runs on de-legislation, like right. removing some of these things. Like, like that's your job. You're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to help these people out. I went to mayor de uh, a debate for the Miami-Dade County mayor, and there was like nine people on the stage or no, 11 people on the stage. And like, I couldn't believe what I was listening to. Every single one, regardless if I knew they were leaned left or right was talking about some new tax that they want to do. Like they tug at the heartstrings. Oh, um, better public transportation for this, better public housing. I'm like, dude, how about like business owners? Like what are we doing for business owners yeah. in the city? Yeah. You know, what are we doing for uh, people that invest in real estate? Like what are we doing for these people that are actually like bringing up the, the economy here locally? Well, here's I the problem. Hear none of that. Enrique, here's the problem. That that's such a small portion of the constituency that why would I need to try to get their vote? I don't need their vote. I need I need the vote of the people, the whole bunch of people that are too stupid to understand how this all works. The people that are going to like, oh, they hear, oh, uh, yeah, we want to help the homeless. Yeah, we want to have those new th free things. Sure, we'll vote for you. That that's who they, that's that's the only reason they stay in office because they're sitting there, you know, uh, 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 running for them. They're not going to run for a small business owner. The small business well, owners are such a small minority that what, what, why would they do that? They're not going to get voted in by business owners. Yeah. Um, so here's my authoritarian stance on things. Here comes the tyranny. Ah, oh, this is where the whole feed shuts <laughs> here, off. Here instinct. comes the whole oh, thing. Oh, shit. Good Sorry, night, Rico. You're cutting up. Oh, we're losing our feet again. <laughs> here comes the tyrannical Enrique Tarrio in Congress. I'd force these schools to show these kids how taxes work how the government's really screwing them over. I'd force these schools on a federal level to show them how to do their taxes, how to how the city and how how the city is screwing them, how to go to how to how to join uh, um, uh, your local committee meeting or your local Republican club or your local become a committee man, you know, get involved in this process. Okay. Let, let's play let's, this. Sorry. Let's play this out for a second. I'm just curious how this plays out. You, you say I'm going to force the schools to teach how to do yeah. taxes. Now let's say I am a, a school and I'm part I, you know, we have a bunch of teachers union that we have to go through to figure out what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And we decide uh, we're not going to do that. What, what's, okay. what? I, that's very simple. I have very simple solutions to yeah. everything. What, so, so I what's, pull your funding. Pull your pull my funding. I pull but, your federal funding. Yes. But I will. guess what? Uh, Re-elections coming up here in about a year and a half or so. And uh, well, guess what? You're pulling funding from school children. You clearly don't care about the kids. I'm not running on money. I'm running on principle. But so, the but the kids, it, man. You know. You know. New new ad. We got to pull that heart string. Enrique Tario hates children. Um, so he's pulling funding from this school, and now we can't even educate our own children. He clearly doesn't care about educating people. And then, and then I'll, I'll, I'll counterattack that. I'm, I'm saying that the teachers' union doesn't give a crap about their students. The, the teachers' union wants to keep students stupid. I know they this. Want to go ahead. You know they this. They want to go ahead. And, well, yeah. But I'm, the I'm average voter is going to hear – yeah, the average voter is going to hear – it's my job to campaign on that. Yeah. It's my job to reach that voter. If I fail at it, then you know what? I should be out. Another thing I am going to be doing as soon as I get to Congress is a lot of people promise this, and I will promise it every time I grab that microphone uh, in Congress. And I promise you guys on this show that I'll do it. I would be the first one to go ahead and say I want – well, I'm not the first one to say it, but I'd be the most prominent voice in Congress to say that there has to be term limits for congressmen. There has to be term limits for the Senate. There, well, there has to be term limits for 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 House seats. You know, these these all these politicians that are running for president, uh, 
uh, on the Democratic side, uh, you know, they've been in Congress for 40 years. They're blaming the president for all these horrible things that he did in, in these past three years. But, you know, you've been in Congress for f- fucking 40 plus years. There, I dropped another F bomb. <laughs> Couldn't make it the whole episode, could you? He's trying. Episode, but I'm angry, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm really angry. Like, this this really this really pisses me off. They've been in Congress for 40 years. You, you know, he's going to get off the show after we're done here, and he's just going to, like, start spewing F bombs all over his house. And he's going to go, like, smack his kids or something. You know, just... I, I'll, I'll get a message from him on Telegram. It's just going to say, fuck. <laughs> well, so, you, guys, you, you guys, like, uh, hot mic fucking time you. Yeah, listen. As, as, like era that you go ahead and you're like, all right, we're we're offline, and I'm I'm going on a tangent, like running around, like I'll knock all this crap over. Listen, uh, but it, because I'm passionate about this stuff, dude. Like I, I'm really yeah. angry that these politicians are in here for 40 years, and they go ahead and they blame the president for three years. Listen, I am not. Uh, I am not one of these people that'll tell you I'm with the president every step of the way. I'm not. I'm not. I brought that up in one of your Facebook groups today. Mm-hmm. You got me. I support him 100%. It doesn't mean I agree with him 100%. That's, you know? that's a good way to put um, it. Yeah. This bump stock stuff was crazy. Right. Um, he, he made a, a, a tweet about Tim Apple, which is it's hilarious <laughs> that he calls him Tim Apple, um, about <laughs> Apple unlocking phones. Yeah, for, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, you know, I disagree with that. that. I don't want the government. I think no. I think that's that's horrible. Yep. You know, I don't stand with him, but I am going to tell you that I support him 100%. He's he's captain of the ship, dude. Yeah. But some of these things we can't we can't go ahead and, and be like, oh, he's a horrible president because of this. You know, we look at all his accomplishments in the past three years have been amazing. And that granted that we have, you know, Congress. Uh, Republicans and Democrats in Congress that are are working against him. You know, some of these, most of this blame goes to Congress. You know, most of these laws that are coming into effect, they go to Congress. They go to they go to the, your your local sector, your your governors in Virginia, your Senate, your state houses. You know, you gotta you gotta really lay the blame out on the people that are, are actually. Um, putting these red flag laws in place and really putting these socialist policies in place, dude. Uh, it, it, it angers me. I'm, I'm, uh, it, it, uh, that's, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about this. That's why I'm running for Congress. I'm not running for Congress because, uh, like I, I want to be like, Oh, I'm running for Congress. This is so cool. It's not cause it's cool. I want to be a servant. You actually want to make a legitimate difference is what I'm kind of getting make a legitimate you. difference. Yeah. There's nobody, none of these politicians here locally that I'm seeing, right, Did he just are say, actually wanting to run. Did, they they want a notch on their belt. I don't want a notch on my belt. Let me get this straight. You said you want to be a servant, and earlier you referred to those servants as basically a slave for the people. Am I to understand that you are literally a dark-skinned fella who wants to be a slave? Is that... I do. All I right. do. So we... I want to be a dark-skinned person. <laughs> Got it. I want Got to be it. a piece of human dynamite that my constituents from District 27 throw that human dynamite <laughs> into Congress. Like, I want to shake things up. You want to shake things up? District 27, vote for me. All right. Because awesome, I want awesome. to shake it up. I am. They're going to think that there's a coup being established against the Democrats in Congress when I go in there. And that also includes that's not I keep saying Democrats, but that also includes the establishment right that's sitting in Congress and they're sitting and they're voting and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a Republican. But you know what? Red flag laws are a great idea. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're not. Okay. there's it. You could you could have you could have views you could have some social views on things that aren't uh, conservatives tout the first and second amendment like every time we talk right yeah. every time we talk if you are a republican if you are if you consider yourselves a conservative there should be no compromise on any constitutional rights you should zero zero Zero. Don't call yourself a constitution. I, I, mean, I, don't call I yourself- agree, hundred um, percent. Before we wrap up, I've got a couple small little things I want to do with you. Going to shift gears and have a little fun with it. Yeah, show we're gonna now. we're gonna wrap this up on a high note. Which I mean, it's been pretty high note the whole time. I, yeah. I, I think I feel like this has gone really well. Uh, but first thing I wanted to say is I I, I was looking I, at 
I was I was looking at your uh, uh, Enrique Tario twenty twenty District twenty seven flyer with your your bald ass head and <laughs> you staring at the camera. Um, go ahead and click them links that I brought you. That first one I I, I brought up. Now it's the other one where you, you you've got your hands in front of your face and you look like you're kind of praying. Yeah, yeah. So it, it reminded me of um, Pinky uh, a brain from Pinky and the like, Brain. Uh, I clicked the first link. Yeah, it reminded me of Pinky, or I'm sorry, Brain from no, Pinky and the Brain a little bit. I don't think so. But, but it also reminds me of the 1990s version of Lex Luthor. Yes! Is that Is one? Is that the second link? Yeah, second that's, link. that's the link I sent you. Yeah, that's you right there, isn't it? <laughs> Aren't you Lex Luthor? <laughs> probably modeled it after me, but I think I look better. Just, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, just, hold on. What's this? Like, there, I'm there, having a hard time here. Go back. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there it is. Touchboard. <laughs> yeah. And this pinky in the brain. This is awesome. This is this is Stone Zone, baby. This I was is gonna right, say it right. kind of remind me of Stone when, when he showed me that. <laughs> uh, so check check this out. Um, we have one final piece here that we we like to do every day every uh week. It's called the Phobismist. It's a it's a section of the show. It's probably our favorites. We usually lead the show with it, but I kind of forgot. I got too excited and went to the show. So uh, let me run the intro for that. Or not, because it's not going to run while it's going on. That's weird. Ah, screw it. Phobismus. Anthony, you want to lead us off? Uh, yeah, no. It sounds better <laughs> when you altered the sound. Phobismist. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a little stinger for that that didn't work this time. It's fucking technology, man. So, anyway, today today on the phobismist we uh, for, okay sorry first of all for those of you who don't know what the phobismist is let me just give you some background information because i know we have a lot of people that are they watching can find today. It on urban dictionary you ain't got to well, tell them no well, more they can but we got a lot of people that are watching that haven't seen the show before the phobismist it's it's our section of the show where we put on our little uh, social justice warrior cap and we pretend to be super offended at everything and we teach you why you should be offended by Mundane objects, ideas, people, places, things, etc. So, and today's episode of the Phobismist, we want to tell you why you should be offended by that great show, All in the Family. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and and this one seems really obvious, but maybe, maybe if you guys want to just jump in and maybe tell me why you think it's offensive, just see if see if you know. I know you guys are just Phobismists in training, so there's no wrong answers here. So let's just see what you got. This kind of seems like the first episode of where you can gain your white privilege card. Okay, that's pretty offensive. I'll see that. Enrique, do you have any idea why All in the Family would be offensive? So, um, yeah, de definitely why it would be offensive uh, and why it offends me. And it offended me when I was a kid, too. Um, first off, people like me weren't represented in the show. Um, second of all, uh, I think it's racist misogynist uh i i don't think it should be on air i don't think I, reruns of it should ever play check this out i agree with you as far as you're you weren't represented um i agree with you that the show is in fact very racist very misogynist wait but are we talking by about today's archie bunker or yes we're talking about okay yes, archie bunker yes, is the, the the patriarchy of the family from yeah. All in the Family. That's correct. So I, I did a little research. I, I watched all 207 episodes of the show, as well as the two pilots. And I found out that Archie Bunker made 3,566 black jokes, 922 Mexican jokes, 2,921 women jokes, 731 Asian jokes, 208 Native American jokes, 37 homosexual jokes, and 14 jokes about Jews, and, and, and one trans joke. He made one trans joke. So here's the problem. That's it? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. So, so here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Yes, the show is very offensive. I'll give you that. But I feel like it, it was, it was uh, Archie Bunker was an equal opportunity offender, but we need an equal outcome offender, okay? I say we do a reboot of All in the Family, and we make sure that all races, all sexes, all religious beliefs are represented equally, and all of the jokes come out to be exactly the same across the entire board. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. That's a great I idea. think I think that or we just do away with jokes altogether. Right? Uh, that's where we're headed now. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. I think we've already been down that road. Yeah. It's still I going think, that I way. Think All right. Jokes should be Here comes my authoritarian side again. Oh no. I Buckle think up. Yeah. speech against any group should be illegal. Uh any racial ethnic uh 
cultural. I mean, except for whites, I people with one eye and one leg, also known as Eileen. You know that should be illegal. Yeah, the, that wasn't it. even a joke. There's, no. I actually know that lady. She's actually really sweet, <laughs> and I'm kind of offended. That you even said that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, man. Uh, well, where, pe- where can people yeah, yeah. find you, and and where can they hit you up at as far as Enrique Tario for 2020? So, um, if you go to my website, it's tario2020.com. It has a whole bunch of stuff uh, on the menus. It has where my, what my stances are on issues i'm going to be pulling out four new issues a month i'm actually getting ready to roll out four new ones um so if you click on the issues page you'll be able to see what my stance on things are um also very important um we live in a capitalistic society i can't win without money i need if you guys believe in me if you guys believe that i am going to shake up congress go ahead and click that donate button five bucks $20, $10,000. $20, bucks, $10,000. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but my max is $2,800. Um, anything that you could donate, anything that you can help my campaign, this is all I'm doing for the next 12 months. I'm not focused on anything else right now. Um, I'm, I'm here to get into Congress. I'm here to make a change. So if you guys believe that I am that person, go ahead and click that donate button. There's also an events tab where you can go ahead and meet me. I'm going to be having coffee with a constituent once, once a week. So any donation of any kind, even if it's a dollar, it doesn't matter, even if I have to pay for the coffee. But if you go ahead, if, if you're local um, or if you're flying down, uh, you have a chance every week to go ahead and have a coffee with me just as long as you donate. And I'm, I'm going to meet as many of you as possible uh, throughout my um my campaign run so you are going to be pissing so much with that coffee <laughs> i just got out of, i december i had kidney stones so Ooh, shit. Like, oh, fun yeah. I, tell, I tell you yeah. what so, so much fun it actually it is so kidney stones are so bad it is worse than uh giving birth oh gee well i said uh, it's kind of the equivalent too so. i'm not sure how I you can so compare that but okay i'm gonna get so much heat for saying so, that Re- rebecca from the comments <laughs> Rebecca from the from Facebook says I'm donating for the simple fact that you said, "Dude, Rebecca, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it." Oh, oh, Joaquin, Joaquin Dude, from I- YouTube, he says, "Hey, where's the best place for a one leg person to work at?" I hop. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> here we when go. The puns come rolling. Oh, in. we've done got them started. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, I listen. I appreciate you coming on. I, I know I was pressing you pretty hard on a couple of things, and I, and I do appreciate you uh, kicking, fighting, and screaming, and everything else you were doing. That was a lot of fun. Um, I look forward to doing it again sometime. And if you, uh, our platform's open to you whenever you want to be on. Anytime. And, yep. And uh, appreciate you coming on, man. And that's three times that you're going to invite me to your show. You really like living dangerously, dude. Yes, sir. Yes, I think sir. next time we'll have to do this from Miami from once he's Miami. elected. Right. And see how well that goes over. Yeah. Well, you see? should come to Virginia and we could do a live show right from oh the Oh, my grip. God. I, I wish I could. I so well. wish I could if I didn't have a job and four kids to take care of. You know, after my kids have moved on, then I'll be able will be a lot more free to be able to come out and do some shit like this with you. Okay, so we'll do it in like 10 years. That's fine. 10 years. But I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on your show. I appreciate you guys giving me a platform when so many others are like no we're definitely not going to have this guy on um so it means a lot to me i love you guys i love your viewers uh go ahead support these guys go to their website buy their gear donate to them anything that you got to do just go to tario 2020 and donate to me first (laughs) (laughs) all right brother all right y'all have a good night thank you guys for joining into the comment section it's been a lot of fun oh uh, and by the way myra here uh confirms yep it's more painful than childbirth and congratulations to uh, her u.s citizenship as well we did that last we did that sunday no she doesn't she doesn't get two congratulations she's proud of it i'm proud of her that's like that's like my daughter coming to give me a hug at night saying i love you and then wanting another one five minutes later like dude we already went through this (laughs) fucking parade here dude come on what's wrong with you are we all fair already i'm out of here all right I'm about to go. I'm about to go trash this place right now. <laughs> All right, All right y'all brother, have what's up to you soon? Wow, was that not the best idea gasm you've ever had? Want to do it again? Go to unframeofmind.com to find more mind-stretching, world-altering podcasts, videos, and articles, and get those critical thinking juices flowing.